Waiver Wired is presented for the people by Caesars Sportsbook. You bet and you get with Caesars Rewards. Must be 21 or older. What's going on, everybody? Week 7 fantasy football season. I'm in a great mood today. I'm not really sure why, Eddie. I think maybe it's because I see you sitting in the Extra Point studio with a backdrop behind you, and it just looks so cool. It's uh, it's great being in the studio. It's a, a lot of fun here. It's only going to get better and better. Uh, we're very excited for you, Jen, to come visit, come hang out, come record okay. here. But yeah, we're going to have like a, we're going to build the the EPHQ, have a hangout room, recording room. Um, it's a lot of fun. Great location, and uh, I'm just happy to see everyone. I'm one of those people that. Like, yeah, working from home has its perks, but when I get to hang out with, you know, Sal, Dave, Martin, yeah. Meatballs, whoever else comes around, Joel, it's a lot of fun. So we, we're hope, fingers crossed you get here soon. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm definitely going to make plans to get there. Maybe we can even record a show live one day because oh, yeah. I think that I think it's more fun when you get to hang out. I'm kind of tired of this whole virtual situation yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. We live in the I'm basic totally area. It's like, what, an hour drive? It's worth it yeah. to hang out with you. Close to the beach. Can't beat that. Hey, listen, you know what? It was a nice surprise this week. I got paid out twice by Cousin Sal. I got these nice little Venmo alerts mm-hmm. once because he so kindly for my birthday last week said, texted me and said, hey, I'll place any bet you want in this Astros game. I bet Fran over five and a half. It cashed. Got to pay out there. And then a bet I placed preseason. I forgot that he placed for me just as a gift. Uh, I think it was Nolan Arenado under 35 and a half home runs cash too. So I just randomly got this notification. Hey, you got a Venmo deposit. It was awesome. That um, I mean, it, it, isn't that always yeah, great yeah. too when you, you you place a bet or you do something that you forgot and then you end up like <laughs> getting the benefits from way later on when it's like out of your brain. Um, that's like kind of how I, you know, I'm wearing the Yankees hat for people eventually see on our social posts. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm like, man, like I, I'm not feeling great about this game. And then I remembered that I did place a bet on the Yankees to win the World Series at pretty good odds uh, very, very many months ago. And I just kind of re-remembered this. And uh, now I'm even like more anxious about this game later on because I, I, I do want to have the experience what you just did, which is, oh, wow, that's great to see this notification popped up that I actually won a bet I placed. And that's the next thing I was going to bring up. So this week, Eddie, the shoe is on the other foot. Last week, if you recall, if you listened to Waiver Wired, I was nervously watching the Astros game and it was not mm-hmm. – going well. It was not going well at all. And then there was a dramatic bottom of the ninth, two out comeback, three run home run from Jordan Alvarez that uh, put them up eight to seven walk off. Absolutely freaking incredible. But on the show, we had discussed Robbie Ray and how they shouldn't use Robbie Ray at all versus the Astros. And then they went and put Robbie Ray in Versus Jordan Alvarez, okay, when are these managers going to realize that lefty on lefty doesn't work versus Jordan Alvarez? It just doesn't work. The guy's on another planet. Jen, like I could talk about this for hours and hours and hours, (laughs) and I did on the last few episodes of uh, a minus three in EP. It's just like, you know, you called it 100%, and Robbie Ray was not – the guy to put in there. He has not been great as of late, not been great versus uh, your team. And I don't know why coaches, managers in baseball now do this. It's it's infected the entire league because it happened kind of with my Yankees to an extent. Just trust the pitch you have in there. Stop worrying about every analytic, every matchup. Right. And you have to let these guys play. And like you got to leave the guys in that are warm. You cannot right. put these starters coming in cold late in the game. They're not used to that. And Energy, like, momentum. It's, yeah, 100%. And look, I'm no Astros fan, but part of me was like when 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 uh, Air Jordan hit that, I was like, you know what? Good for him for like taking advantage of a dumb managerial move because yeah. it just should not be – this should not be happening. Like we're, we're never going to see – baseball play like it was years and years ago where these pitchers would come, you know, and, and throw uh, constantly day after day after day. Uh, I'm even shocked that Boone is going to let Garrett Cole potentially get in this game later on today because I'm just shocked by that. Well, uh, I mean, we, we've seen a lot of bad, a lot of bad decisions. Again, this is a football podcast, but I mean, no, it's I fine. Jen, you're one of the best, not only best football fans of football minds, but one of the best baseball followers we, out there too. So everyone knows what they're getting with you. It's fine. We, we just have to talk a second about this yeah. situation today. And first of all, I want to know, do you want updates? Cause this game's going to start while we're recording or do you want me to shush it? 
I um I'll have I'll eventually see it because I, I do click on Twitter here and there for breaking out of yeah. news. I'll see it. I, I do have my phone set up for the app when it starts. I have all my Yankees fan, uh, fan friends at home that will be texting nonstop, so that'll okay. pop up. So I'll, I'll see it. Um, to you know, to to give you my thoughts on the game quickly. I just I don't feel great about it. I've been complaining on again multiple podcasts on our network. I just need to see the Yankees' offensive outburst. I know it's ba- playoff baseball; it's a way different thing. But I'm tired of these games. They're barely scratching along three, four runs. You are the New York Yankees. You have the home run leader. You have guys who've had great seasons. Anthony Rizzo, to name, like had a, a phenomenal power hitting season. Like you, I need a game where you win. You know, 10, 11 to two, three. Just forget about it. I don't. I don't want to be. You know, uh, uh, white knuckling the seventh, eighth, ninth inning to scrape across a run because their bullpen's great. Ours has been as great, and I'm. Uh, I'm well, very, very nervous. I don't expect good things. It's injured. I. I mean, I'll let you know that I did bet on the Yankees today. I don't know if that makes you feel any better or not. Yeah, it uh, does. On the money line, no, no run line. Staying away okay. from that business. Yeah. And I, I took the over on seven and a half. I, this could all backfire, but. My thought is everybody's tired. Um, yes. I think that's going to affect the pitchers more than the hitters. And in reality, like the Yankees are a much more powerful team. Like the yeah. Guardians, they, they get it done. They hit timely, but they don't hit hard. And Aaron Savale, I mean, really, he's an ERA of nearly five. He gives up a ton of hard contact. And that's exactly what the Yankees can do. Because when they hit, they hit home runs, right? Mm-hmm. They, don't, yes. they don't have like timely hits and they're all smart and bunting and moving players around. Um, so I, I did bet on the Yankees today. Either way, whichever team advances, unfortunately, they're probably going to be at a disadvantage versus the Astros who took care of business early and have been well rested. That being said, there is this now this new debate, like is this new wild card playoff series worth it? Because these really rested teams, what's happening is they're falling out of rhythm. Right. And MLB is a game. Baseball is a game that's meant to be played every day. It's a grind, but that's also how players get into rhythm. So it may be working against, I mean, this is how you see the Mets get eliminated. Uh, mm-hmm. The Braves, the Dodgers got a 111 win team got eliminated by an 89 win team. I mean, it feels uh, you're spot on again. MLB, uh, you know, once again has screwed up something. It just seems like every couple of weeks is a new problem that MLB creates for themselves. And this one is the scheduling. Uh, you know, obviously, like you said, teams coming in cold versus teams that are coming in hot. Now the weird uh, days off in between games, which kind of created a mess in this Yankees uh, Guardian series. They have like MLB, please, like just do one thing right going forward. Like you have to figure out these these playoff schedules because it, it just makes the entire very long season almost not worth it. Like, what is the point of playing 162 games if you're having these weird bullpen games? You can't get your starters in, and uh, it's just I don't know. They need to figure this out for next season and beyond. All right. Well, we're going to find out soon enough. Uh, I will be posting um, bets probably nearly daily on this and placing them. So I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. It's hard to bet playoff baseball. It's really hard to bet playoff baseball, especially this year. Like, who knows? So it's just just kind of to feel like you're in on the action. There's not a lot of player props and it is a w- limited window of when you can get opportunities. But more announcements, a couple more announcements, and then we're going to get into the NFL news. We had our pick'em contest again this week. It looks like Hinch is in the lead now. Yeah. I mean, what a turnaround from last season. This is like opposite of last year. I mean, I hung in there. Um, I think I got six right this week. It, you know, again, not great, but hanging in there. I'm not loving betting this NFL season. But when you have things like the Bucks getting upset, you have Green Bay getting upset. It's just, it is really, really tricky. At least I got the Buffalo one right. Yeah, Hench is having a phenomenal. I mean, and so is Martin too, who was in the lead for a number of weeks. I know Harry's doing pretty well for himself as as well. There, uh, you have surpassed me. I think I'm now near the bottom of the barrel. Although Will Blackman, I think, is struggling as well. But you know, like me and Will both played in the league. You know, as former NFL players, uh, we you know we see the game a little bit differently. Maybe that's why we're both struggling. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm kidding. It's just it has a lot to do with the the parity, which we've talked about. Just like in my dumb brain, I keep in I keep thinking certain. And this kind of ties into fantasy too with like certain players name recognition team recognition you think they're going to be good they're not as good as you expect you're 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 almost like forcing yourself like I'm not going to believe in the Jets. It's like, well, why not? The Jets are easily a top seven to eight team right now and uh, that's on me and that's why my picks have been bad but I will adjust. So you guys want to get on it you can check it out at extrapoints.com slash arcade. If you win you get a hundred bucks. If you yes. win our prop quiz which I forgot to play this week you get a golden hat. Um And then finally, other big announcement for today. You got to tune in to Spotify Live 
Because I'm going to be on Mr. Lister, hosted by Dave Damashek, taking on Michael Fabiano of Sports Illustrated for a trivia contest. Guys, I'm not feeling super positive about this. I'm not sure that I'm a really a trivia buff. But that being said, I will accept the challenge. I did beat Michael Fabiano in our, <clears throat> excuse me, Sports Illustrated <clears throat> Fantasy Football League this week. In fact, I didn't just beat him. I crushed him, guys. I crushed <laughs> him. Nice. Him into the ground. He won't listen to this, so it's fine. Um, uh, so yeah, be sure you tune into that at 7 p.m. Eastern on Spotify Live if you hear this in time. Or um, can you rewind Spotify Live? Like, can you get them on demand? Yeah, after the okay. show, obviously we want everyone to tune in live. It's going to be an awesome one. I mean, you think you know some stuff, and then you put on the spot. And I've seen you know week in week out of us doing the show, I've seen people kind of uh, poop the bed in big spots. So it's going to be another great one tonight. But yes, they do a great job at Spotify. After it goes live, it does become a podcast form, which you can get on Spotify. Um, so listen to it whenever you want but definitely tune in live it's a lot of fun uh great show tonight mr lister 4 p.m pacific 7 o'clock eastern all right let's get to the nfl news okay uh there's so much and it's coming out now i feel like i should actually check twitter to see if anything Mm -hmm. broke recently because one of the things that happened very recently is that the chiefs have cleared three and a half million dollars in cap space by restructuring uh, travis kelsey's contract and so the natural question is here Who's incoming? Is it OBJ? Is it Christian McCaffrey? Mm -hmm. Is it DJ Moore? Thoughts, desires, wishes here, Eddie? Yeah, I mean, I feel like the first domino that has to fall, I feel like it's going to come from the Panthers. The Panthers have to kind of implode and just get rid of their, their big pieces here. I think Christian McCaffrey is probably, you know, hot ticket number one. He is one of the best players in football, and he basically, you know, will dictate your offense going forward. Um, And like you just said, you got to kind of check Twitter constantly because you see a new uh, update ever so often, whether it's the Bills. I tweeted a couple weeks ago just thinking about like the Rams, like, hey, Rams in the Super Bowl, all of a sudden now – they're uh, they're in the mix for getting him. You mentioned the Chiefs too, clearing space. The 49ers are now involved in them as well, uh, and that's a team that we've been used to talking you know talking fantasy the last two years together. It's like their running back situation never made sense, and now you're going to get a guy who like he has to be the guy for Kyle Shanahan. So that one would be pretty awesome. I think the Chiefs, um, the Chiefs, if they get a guy like DJ Moore who does have speed, who is a great player, just stuck in a really bad scenario, uh, I think would be awesome. I'm not sure if I love. Odell Beckham will help the team, but obviously him still coming off the injury, he still needs a couple more weeks to get even close to you know doing football stuff and then kind of getting the game speed. So I, I think DJ Moore is a guy I like the most, but I mean, CMC by far number one, if you can afford him. It's not even an offensive player, but we love to start rumors on Waiver Wired podcast. You can find rumors started here. <laughs> um, Carson Wentz out four to six weeks with a broken finger. It has been announced Tyler Heineke will be starting. Um you know, it's interesting. I, Tyler Taylor Haneke was actually a fairly serviceable NFL quarterback. I think we all thought maybe they would even roll with him. And then they made the trade for Carson Wentz. I'm not even sure that was a clear upgrade. I do wonder if now this helps Terry McLaurin. He seemed better with Taylor Haneke than he was with Carson Wentz, despite the amount of passing attempts Carson Wentz made. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Sam Howell waiting in the wings. Again, there's a possibility he gets time too. If, if you're in deeper leagues or a super flex league and you want to make that stash, if you need someone right now, uh, Taylor Heineke is the immediate replacement for Carson Wentz. I, 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 this is going to happen sooner rather than later. To me, putting in Heineke is a strange move because what you're trying to do with Heineke, it's one thing if, if the commanders were near the Eagles, Giants, and Cowboys f- for the division, if they can potentially get a playoff spot, you want to put in Heineke, who's proved that he could do it. He can win games. I mean, he played pretty well in the playoffs uh, that one year, but I, you got to put in Sam Howell. I, I just don't understand the point of draft. You draft a young guy. You have a young team. We talked about guys like Dotson and, and Robinson who are going to be impact players down the road for them for a very long time. And you got to put in Sam Howell, a guy that, may, you know, he kind of slid in the draft after his last year in college wasn't so great. But the, the year prior to the year he was drafted, he was as good as it gets. Obviously, they had a loaded backfield with Javante Williams and Michael Carter, but he was really good for the Tar Heels. And I, I think you got to put him in because it's a lost season. It doesn't make any sense to play in a guy like Heineke, who isn't your long-term starter, where if, if Howell impresses under these circumstances, he could be your guy and you got a, a late-round bargain. Um, and I, I just don't understand why you're putting in Heineke. But I guess in the here and now, for fantasy purposes, he's a guy that has proven he could do it. So maybe you are pretty happy about putting him in. But I think in terms of yeah. the team, you got to put in Howell. 
I think for fantasy purposes, it's fine. Sure. He'll get you an okay floor. Um, he shouldn't be terrible. Um, speaking of trades, Robbie Anderson traded to the Cardinals. Um, Hollywood Brown not out for the year, it looks like, but out for a while. And, and of course, we get DeAndre Hopkins back this week. But that yes. kind of brings up the question, should we bid on Robbie Anderson this week? We're going to this question a lot. You know, like, so they went out, they got Robbie Anderson. That signals to us there's something really wrong with Hollywood Brown. We already see there's something really wrong with the Cardinals offense, despite the fact that somehow Kyler Murray's still putting up pretty good fantasy quarterback numbers. But that may have to do more with the landscape of the quarterback position being really crappy, which we'll get more into mm-hmm. later which unfortunately is a theme of every single podcast so yep. far this year. Um, and, and the main question with Robbie to me is, is Robbie a head case? And do they need any more head cases in Arizona? Then, then, then my counter to that is maybe Robbie's the only one that isn't a head case because somebody needed to say something mm-hmm. about how the Panthers suck and they need to fix their offense. So maybe he's the only sane one. Of course, trading him to another team with a broken offense isn't probably going to go well either. Yeah, I think you could look at it from the point of view of that Robbie Anderson is a competitor and he wants to win games, and obviously being with the Jets and then the Panthers and struggling with both those quarterbacks, struggling with multiple head coaches, that's never fun. I do feel from that regard, can you get in the face of a, uh, uh, your wide receiver coach and scream at him? I don't think that's great. I understand sometimes players get fired up. I mean, you know, to be fair, Tom Brady does it quite a bit and we let it slide. So I feel like we should let it slide in Robbie Anderson's case. Um, I just think in terms of depth, obviously losing Hollywood Brown, but then you're getting back Nuke and then you're getting Robbie Anderson in a trade. It does help from that stance. But I think, you know, somebody, I forgot who it was, but somebody tweeted, is it possible for like Cliff Kingsbury to be the first coach to get extended and fired in the same season? And you mentioned Kyler having a pretty good um, fantasy season, but it's just things aren't clicking. I did like them for the Super Bowl. I know you like them a lot too. I just, and this division is not great. Like, you know, the Niners are all banged up. Uh, the Rams, I just, they're not impressive right now. It's, unless they make some, you know, huge changes on offense. Uh, and, you know, the, the Seahawks are, I guess, kind of surprising, but I don't really take them as a contender. So I, I, I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't be shocked if the Cardinals turned things around and were actually a, a good team. And I think in terms of fantasy, you know, the, I, I'm very excited to see what New Hopkins could do. And I think having Robbie who could stretch the field, it may help uh, Kyler. I, it, you know, it, it may help him. He may need a guy like that, a bigger body receiver. It could be good, but I, I just think it's a very – they've already had enough issues off the field this year, the Cardinals, and they're going to have the, the camera crews in there for the hard knocks. I, I, I would not be shocked if this Robbie Anderson experiment does not work out. Kyler Murray is the QB six on the season on a points per game basis with 19 crazy. points wow. per game. So as frustrating as the Cardinals have been, Kyler Murray has still been a fairly dependable fantasy quarterback. And that speaks more to me about the landscape of the quarterback position. Let me read mm-hmm. to you top 10 right now. Josh Allen. We expected that. Sure. Lamar Jackson. We expected that. Jalen Hurts. We, we thought that could happen. Yep. Patrick Mahomes. Joe Burrow. Kyler Murray, all those are good names. They're all young names, right? Mm -hmm. They're all young names. Then Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Justin Herbert, and Tua rounds up number 10 on a per-game basis. Of course, you haven't been able to start Tua for a few weeks. Mm But just to give you an idea of the landscape, meanwhile, on a per-game basis, Tom Brady is all the way down at number 16. Russell Wilson down at number 20. Uh, Aaron Rodgers down at number 24. Now, let me run these numbers again and just talk about the last three weeks. It's going to be very different. You're going to see Matt Ryan up there. You're going to see Tom Brady up there. I mean, it's been, this is just to prove the point that it's been difficult to Mm -hmm. move four to six. Okay, on a points per game basis, here are your leading quarterbacks for the past three weeks. Josh Allen remains. Patrick Mahomes now number two. Joe Burrow number three. Geno Smith still at number four despite putting up a dud this week. Jalen Hurts. Tom Brady makes an appearance. Jared Goff. Kyler Murray. Kirk Cousins. And Matt Ryan, who is my top quarterback streamer for this week, uh, which we'll talk about more shortly. Now, we were just talking about Robbie Anderson to the Cardinals. I want to talk about one Rondale Moore. And that's someone that I know you and I both liked in the preseason. Yeah. He's now like basically any hope of Greg Dortch coming back. That was just temporary because it is Rondell Moore time. He's seen 20% of the targets the past two weeks and he's played a career high in snaps 
for the past three weeks, including having more snaps than Hollywood Brown this past week. Of course, Hollywood Brown left the game with the boot, but the same amount of targets as Hollywood Brown across the past two weeks. Now, his average depth of targets really you know, tiny. It's like 2.8. It's a lot of little dump offs, but he's got crazy yards after the catch ability. And he's just usable in so many different ways. And because the Cardinals kind of stink and because they're playing a lot from behind, they're having a lot of pass attempts. And that just, it ends up with targets and targets are a point in not targets, but catches are a point in PPR league. So, you know, like for instance, last night, Austin Eckler's game, It's not like he had like so many yards, but he had so many catches and that adds up in a hurry in a PPR league. So I think Rondell Moore is somebody that we should put our bids in for and everybody's like going wide eyed for Robbie Anderson. But I think Rondell Moore might be the sneaky pickup. Yeah, I'm, I, like I said before, I, I, Robbie Anderson to me is just the guy that can stretch the field. He's the guy that's going to run the streaks. But I, I think the players to have, uh, and you don't have to really convince me too much because me and you are both in the Cardinals. I liked every Cardinals player coming in this fantasy season. I thought they were going to be a great team that you could you know use pretty much anyone. I definitely think Rondell Moore. I mean, he's a guy they drafted relatively high. They want to use him, and uh, you know, as a gadget player too. I like Rondell Moore, and I think after Nuke, he's probably the guy you want the most. Uh, and Robbie is there just maybe for those long streak touch here and there but I don't I don't see many games of Robbie Anderson having you know seven eight catches I think that's more of Rondell Moore in a PPR league that's more of Rondell Moore's territory maybe you'll see Robbie Anderson catch like two three four footballs but may get a touchdown like a long 40 yard yeah. touchdown that's kind of the yeah. difference You'll get a big play from Robbie Anderson now and then, but you won't know when to play. Rondell Moore is going to give you a more solid floor. And also, bear in mind, there's a lot of injuries with that running back group, right? That's the we huge thought, you know, Benjamin was in a smash spot this week, and mm-hmm. it turned out that he really wasn't. Um, so, yeah. you know, this is an area where Rondell Moore could excel. So That's that's 100%. You hit the nail on the head. The Cardinals, I think that one of the major issues is why they're struggling as a team um, is the lack of a running game. And, la- you know, James Conner last year was scoring touchdowns like every other quarter. Right. Uh, that's not happening this year. And I think that's putting a lot of stress on Kyler, who is performing well, but the team as a whole is not. And I think they need to get that the ground game going. Yeah, they do need to get that ground game, game going. Okay, um, Kenny Pickett suffered a concussion. Mitch Trubisky came into the game. Mitch Trubisky actually looked really good all of a sudden. I don't know what they're going to do here. They say Kenny Pickett is the guy when he's back. He may start on Sunday. But when I look at this, Eddie, I look at it and I'm like, is there any Pittsburgh starter that I feel good about starting? I mean, I'll start him. I'll flex him. But I don't really feel good about it. Is it Deontay Johnson? Is it Najee? I mean, Najee Mm -hmm. saved his day with the touchdown. But as predicted, he went under his rushing yards prop, which I believe we talked about on this pod. I forget where I say things. I, I think we said it here. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, it's ground game limited with that O-line, and it was a tough matchup with the Bucks. It, uh, I'm just I'm so tired of the Steelers. I like you mentioned all the, the guys I have on some teams, Najee and and Deontay and and Pickens. It's just like I don't feel good about starting any of them. I mean, Najee, you're kind of forced into starting because if you drafted him, uh, you pro- you took him relatively high, and you have to, like you just said he had, he had a few catches. One was a touchdown. Great. So he has one receiving touchdown. He has one rushing touchdown. He's he's basically like his attempts is like equal to his yardage. He's not getting anything. He's not having big out uh, you know outbursts. Deontay Johnson, the receivers. I it's the thing is like you have you you know Pickett now may be able to play according to Mike Tomlin, but who knows with the concussions up with the league how it's been going lately. Mitch has been up and down, looked okay, but early in the year was not. So you don't really trust the receivers. It's just it's a mess, uh, and somehow the Steelers are finding ways to be to win games, and you know maybe even contend for this division, which is bizarre. But the NFL this year has been bizarre anyway. But the Steelers are a team again going into the season. There's a lot of a lot of pieces to like, and um, right now it's like you're being forced into starting, but you're getting the bare minimum from everyone. Let's go to some good news. Yes, please. Dak Prescott is expected to return this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think not just Cowboys fans are excited about this. I mean, all props to Cooper Rush. Uh, you know, he finally had a game like we thought he might have three picks on uh, Sunday Night Football. We got kicked by the Eagles. It looked like we were really going to fight our way back. Our defense was clawing and then it just it, it fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not too soon for Doug Prescott to come back, I hope. It is certainly a juicy matchup for your fantasy football teams. They've got Detroit, Mm -hmm. and that means you're starting Zeke, you're starting Pollard, 
You're starting Michael Gallup. I'm expecting Michael Gallup to finally have a good game now that Dak Prescott is back. C.D. Lamb hopefully will be back on track. Maybe or maybe not Dalton Schultz. He's he's injured, guys, right now. I don't really feel like you can start him unless you need to because mm-hmm. of bye weeks. Um, but I am very excited about Dak Prescott coming back. It, it can't. It, Cooper Rush did a great job managing the team and getting us wins, but he wasn't good for our fantasy team. So now we should hopefully, and I know Dak Prescott didn't look good in his first game. But, you know, when you think back to that first week, did anybody? I mean, Patrick no. Mahomes and Josh Allen did, but Josh Allen still threw a couple picks. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. It's the, so, it was the Russ. I don't care about that game. Yeah, I think it was Rusty. So, welcome back, Dak Prescott. I hope you're, you're going to be there on Sunday. I'm going to wear your jersey that was made for me by uh, Hope, who sent one in. Thank you, listener Hope, who made me a custom Dak Prescott jersey. That was awesome. Thank you. Um, speaking of listeners, we did get a few questions for today's pod and we are going to address them because they've been good. One of those questions, well, actually let's wait a second on that, but we do have some good questions. We're going to get to them. Okay, everybody. We'll be right back after this quick break. Your first bet with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino, it's on Caesars, up to $1,250. Download the app with promo code CAESARFULL, that's C-Z-R-F-U-L-L, and place your first bet. If you win, congrats. If you don't, you'll get it all back as a free bet. That first bet also gives you 1,000 tier credits and 1,000 reward credits, putting you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, game tickets, experiences, and more. And because Caesar plays by the rules, here comes the length the responsible gaming disclaimer 21 and older must be physically present in arizona colorado illinois indiana iowa kansas louisiana maryland michigan nevada jersey new york pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia wyoming or washington dc sports betting is void in georgia hawaii ohio and utah and other states where prohibited know when to stop before you start Gambling problem in Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Virginia, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. Or Maryland, visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Or West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, D.C., Nevada, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino, call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Boston. Your city and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. New York, call 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY 467 369. Tennessee, call or text Tennessee Redline at 1 800 889 9789. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Let's first talk about Russ Wilson. Okay. Came out last night, looked fierce, was like 10 for 10, uh, threw the touchdown. Obviously, there was some blown coverage there, but looking frisky, hitting all different receivers, and then comes back after halftime, looks like a shell of himself, uh, did finish with like one more fantasy point than Geno Smith, though, just in case anybody's keeping track for once. Oof. But it just didn't look good. And then we get word this morning that he injured his hamstring. 
So he's been playing with a busted shoulder, a busted hamstring, and a busted head coach in a busted system with busted players in a busted subway ad. And the only thing that wasn't busted was actually his outfit last night because that was sweet. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, yeah, he looked all right. It's Denver. And again, this is a theme. The NFL is just taking crazy pills this year. And so many different thoughts and statements like come out of watching uh, all these Broncos games. By the way, like three more primetime or national Broncos games left. Seven total for the NFL season. So, uh, but, you know, and I can't blame the schedule makers or the, you know, the, the people who make the decision of the TV, you know, the TV networks or whatever. Jen, if this was August, if this was August, we're like, hey, you can't wait for that Monday Night Football game between the Chargers and the Broncos. Little do we know, like, Chargers are super underwhelming, injured, and Broncos having just a, a litany of issues. Um, I mean, you touched on all of them briefly, like, Russ, when I first saw the hamstring injury news, I was like, nah, that's probably a way for them to be like, you know, that's why he wasn't playing well. It's probably not serious. But now they're saying it may actually be serious. So maybe something did happen in that game. And he just kind of sucked it up and went out there and played. Because there are – there have been flashes uh, every week almost with Russ where you're like, he does look like the Russ of old. And, and like, why isn't this working? And I'm like, maybe it is the loss of Javante Williams. Maybe – and then I'm like questioning the receivers. Like, are, are is Jerry Judy – maybe a bust like usually these Alabama players convert is he not that great is Corlin Sullen not that great is the, the O-line clearly has issues Nathaniel Hackett I know other coaches do this but maybe he shouldn't be head coach and calling plays so he all these not. yeah oh. so it's it's, it's a whole mess. I mean, like even I can see it I'm like okay so they're gonna run it they're gonna run it and then they're gonna throw it mm-hmm. they're gonna run it they're gonna run it they're gonna throw it I mean, it's it's so ridiculous it's absurd like literally it's kindergarten flag football yeah. level calls like I could do it mm-hmm. okay that's a problem if I can do it um and what's up with Melvin Gordon did you see the Melvin Gordon video today mm-hmm. I I mean never thought that I could feel like empathy <laughs> or he could be like an empathetic character at all Melvin Gordon I was like he just looks so downtrodden and downcast he just didn't understand like he was just waiting for his number to get called he didn't get called he really thought he could help he wasn't angry he wasn't whatever he was just dejected and i feel like that's just the energy in that denver room just like dejection like what is going on it's terrible and Latavius Murray really so now everyone's gonna go out and think oh do i go put big bids on Latavius Murray this week and my advice to you is no don't do it mhm Unless you have a lot of room and you can add him. But don't drop Melvin Gordon for Latavius Murray because it could be Mike Boone next week. It could be Melvin Gordon next week. Who knows? You cannot trust this coaching staff. I'm even nervous to start Cortland Sutton at this point. Yep. Uh, I know a couple of weeks back, you, you, and you did a very good job of convincing me because I was kind of off the rush train, the Broncos train. You're like, no, there could be a couple of good weeks going up there. And obviously a bunch of stuff happened to them. But like Melvin Gordon, I think playing like the way like if anyone on the team would have a chip on their shoulder and wants to perform well it's probably melvin gordon versus former team versus chargers and um i i know i think like you just said before you know first down run second down run if we know it then the chargers for sure know it and every other team in the nfl knows that and i think that makes life a lot harder for him when you're not you're getting play like there's no they're not pushing the ball in the field the receivers aren't making plays russ isn't making plays russ can't move obviously if he has a hamstring injury so and and yeah melvin gordon has had his fumble issues um so i i just don't get why he wasn't being used i'm sorry like of all the times you're gonna pull melvin for another running back you do it for latavius murray and not javante williams right we never did that in any of the previous games. Yeah, it was an evil it, split. It, it, it's just it's op, it's such nonsense that I, I honestly like I I do I want to give Melvin Gordon a hug. I'm with you on Melvin, that. And if you're listening, I've got a hug for you. I mean, quickly, I know we have other stuff to get to, but like this AFC West division, uh, and I, I know the Chargers are above 500, but they're as underwhelming as can be. But everyone was like, "Man, this <laughs> AFC West going to be something." Know, Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, uh, Chargers. It's like I don't even want to watch the division. Besides, well, the, Chief, the Chiefs going to run away. Part of what we need to get to is Justin Herbert because we did have a question and it was a great question from Ben, our listener. And he's like, you know, what's up with Justin Herbert? Mm-hmm. Is this maybe an opportunity to buy low? And my answer is yes, it is an opportunity to buy low, though because of the state of the quarterback position, I'm not sure anybody would be selling him because who are you selling him for, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's just hard. I know he hasn't had, you know, his lack, like last four games, he's only had more than 15 points in one of them. I think there are a lot of things that can explain that. First of all, major pieces of the O-line are missing. Three yes. pieces of the O-line. 
Uh, he has a rib cartilage fracture. So now maybe this is because I'm a singer, but I, I like anytime there's like a rib situation, you can't breathe. It's not even just the pain. You also can't really breathe. If you can't really breathe well, you, the whole thing isn't as good. And you notice like he's just kind of dinking and dunking. Mm-hmm. He's not uncorking the cannon that he has. And maybe that's partially because they're kind of protecting him. Right. Oh yeah. And I get that. Um, but maybe the best thing to do is let him rest fully for a week or two, just as a system. We talked about this already, but I don't see Justin Herbert stinking. He doesn't just stink all of a sudden. Yeah. I think Justin Herbert is going to have much better days ahead. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm like, you know, people are saying, well, never one receiver. if people, yeah, Keenan Allen's out, you said the O-lines had, had their fair share issues, obviously losing Slater is, I mean, as devastating as could be, um, then, you know, the rib thing, like, people have to understand, you know, fans of the Chargers, or if you have him on your team, you're starting him, like, just because he's playing does not mean he's healthy, there is no, there is no doubt in my mind that he is very injured, like, it, it's going to hurt every throw. Feeling if you're getting hit all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he every throw more, and you said that too. Like you'll see a couple. Like in my opinion, you know there are some guys with some great arms in this league, but those yeah. like intermediate, like just fifteen twenty yard throws, like he really smokes that ball in there. Like he has a great arm and it's accurate. Mm-hmm. And we've seen it. We, we see it less and less now because of the injury. He did have a couple uh, last night, and you, but you're not seeing it as much because guess what? Every time he does it, it hurts. Not having Ke- big body Keenan Allen out there does stink for him. And you know Mike Williams really is up and down as could be. Um, you know, ever didn't do much of anything last night. So he's not getting the ton of help that he needs. And I, 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 you know, I guess Herbert where he is right now on the per game basis, points per game basis for quarterbacks is somewhat surprising. But like you said, it's such a weird marker right now for quarterbacks. And I wouldn't give up on him. They're only going to get better. Uh, he's only going to heal as time goes on. If he does not take any more shots to that rib cage. And I think with Keenan Allen back, he should look more like the Herbert of old. I think so too. Um, but yeah, this AFC West, to your point, is underwhelming. There's no juice. It, it was supposed That's to right. be like every game is going to be awesome. All these teams are going to be over 500. It's like Chargers are underwhelming and like the Broncos are a disaster. The Raiders are probably the most snake bit team in the league right now. And then you have the Chiefs just being where the Chiefs always are. Yeah. And uh, they lost yeah. to the Bills this week. And uh that was the best game of the week, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I really That's the that title game. game. I, I won't be convinced otherwise. That's the title game. Should be. Yeah. It ought to be just like Yankees-Astros. Yeah. They just started. Let's see what's going on. No, we want chat. We're <laughs> going to look away. Um, Cam Akers uh, is probably on the move. We had a question, or I had a question, about whether or not it might be a good idea to trade for Cam Akers. And this particular – Corey sent me this question – so should I trade Naheem Hines for Cam Akers? And I guess the answer to that is it depends on what kind of a player you are. I do think the Naheem's value is going, Naheem Hines' value is diminishing because of how good Deion Jackson, an undrafted free agent 2021 out of Duke, looked. He he had uh, he's like scored more points in his game than Jonathan Taylor like has done all season. Okay, maybe that's an exaggeration, yeah. but it's pretty close. Yep. He was targeted nonstop. They won the game. They looked good. Matt Ryan completed nearly 74% of his passes on Sunday. Um, And Deion Jackson was one of the major changes, right? I'm not saying it was because of him, but it seems like maybe he should have some opportunity. He certainly, if you have the space to hold him as a handcuff, you need to have him. I do think that Jonathan Taylor or Naheem Hines will come back. It's not going to be like that kind of a situation every week, but he's clearly an important player to have. And now that I think that will eat into Naheem Hines' value, I, maybe it's a big gamble. You don't know if Cam Akers is going to sign anywhere. And honestly, I think he may have other issues like health issues, head case issues, all that kind of stuff. But if you wanted to take a big shot, Naheem Hines is not a big gamble to give up because I don't think he's the clear handcuff for Jonathan Taylor anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Definitely. He's not the clear handcuff anymore. Uh, handcuff anymore. What, I mean, the game that Jackson had, I was lucky enough to pick him up one of my squads, uh, a phenomenal game. I mean, he's like, you love that when you pick up a guy and I has a, a huge performance. And I um, crushed it. I crushed it. 
and like that's also right. with the Colts too. Grinding like with uh, well, no, we like we need somebody in this, uh, like somebody to do well because you look at me. I mean, I did okay in fantasy this week, but uh, but with my picks and everything, so I'm I'm very very happy for you, Jen. But uh, like the, the the Colts, Matt Ryan finally has a huge game, and then what does that mean? Oh, the running back also performs well. It's like see people when the quarterback performs well and life is easy for him, makes life easier for the running back too. The Colts are a team I have no feel for whatsoever in terms of that trade. Maybe I'm a sucker because I did draft Cam Akers in, in one of the leagues I, I, I do care about a lot, probably the most. And I kind of bought into him. I thought his, what he showed down the stretch run last year was great. He's a young back. I know he had overcome the injuries, but I think he could do a lot on the field for you. And uh, I, I just think it's more of a – he needs a fresh start because it's not like this Rams offense is clicking week in, week out. They did lose peace. They, you know, Andrew was obviously left tackle. He retires. Like Stafford, maybe he wasn't right early on because the elbow but if your name is not Cooper Cup you're really not performing for this team so I just think you know the run game is not good if Darrell Henderson was rushing for 100 a game then I'd say yeah Cam Akers is the problem but I still feel pretty good that he could go somewhere else and and be closer to the Cam Akers that we thought we were going to get what about the idea people have talked about um Christian McCaffrey Mm -hmm. what about the idea that the Panthers get Cam Akers as part of the incoming I think though that offense is going to be so bad and it's just going to be always coming from behind that. I don't think you're going to get a ton of value for Cam. A- like if I Cam makers, like his best case scenario was like, I mean, maybe the 49ers, maybe the bills get him for cheap. A team like that, a team that could run the ball like the Niners can a team that's going to have a lot of leads like the bills will have. And you have a quarterback who you're going to be afraid of. I think if he's on a squad like that, then you'll really see Cam Akers shine because it's not all on him. If he goes to Carolina, let's just say, for argument's sake, Carolina trades away DJ Moore as well, and they're rotating out, you know, one of their quarterbacks, either, you know, it's going to be Walker or, or Darnold or, or Baker with an interim coach. Like, uh, you know, I don't know about that. I wouldn't feel great about that. Speaking of um, the Panthers, though, if you really need a deep, deep, deep league dart throw, you could put your bids in for Dante Foreman or probably pick him up for free. He's available in 95% of leagues because he is the next man up. Should Christian McCaffrey get moved? Um, he's played more than double uh, – sorry, the snaps had double the routes, double the carries of Chuba Hubbard. So he would be the guy – again, not a great offense, but the state of the running back position is not great. So that's what we're talking about here, people. I want to go back to Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ryan is probably my top streaming quarterback for this week. We saw him three touchdowns. That's kind of been the problem with Matt Ryan this season is like he's allergic – well, besides his completion rate and other stuff. But he seems to be, have been allergic to the end zone. Like, you can't get the touchdowns. He's had three games with over 300 yards, but he wasn't racking up the touchdowns. Well, this week, 389 yards, three touchdowns. He finished as the QB2 on the week. You go back and you look at the matchup. The Titans have allowed the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And last time, just a couple weeks ago, when these two squared off, Matt Ryan threw for 356 and two touchdowns. So I like it. Um, they faced off in week four. It wasn't that long ago. I think Matt Ryan is very streamable. Other streamable quarterbacks, if you lost Carson Wentz, if you've got, I mean, we got top quarterbacks on by this week, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins. You're going to need replacements, even Matt Stafford. Uh, so Matt Ryan, I like Daniel Jones. I do. Um, he's looking better and better. He completed 71% of his passes last week versus the Ravens, and he's got one deal Robinson, which we'll talk about yep. too. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has a great matchup. He's got Kansas City. They've allowed the fourth most points to opposing quarterbacks. And you know he's got the weapons. He's got Debo. He's got Ayuk. He's got George Kittle. He's pretty available. And then, of course, Tyler Heineke is someone, if you're desperate, you could plug in there. Um, Marcus Mariota, Bailey Zappi, Justin Fields, also options. Yeah, I was going to say the the Zappi experiment seems to be going a lot better than uh, I think people in New England thought, and they are playing the Bears. Um, That's the game. I know the Pat Stevens has been great. They may stifle the Bears there, so I'd stay away from Fields. I do like Zappi in that one to score, and uh, Mariota as well, too. They're another Falcon from the team I can't really figure out. It seems like they're kind of gelling. Mariota looks pretty pretty solid, so yeah, I'm with you for sure. Like Matt Ryan, like I think he's almost ranked. I looked at some rankings and he was in like the early teens i think he's almost too low um this uh, this week i think he's having a really nice game for this week yeah yeah you're gonna get big weeks you're gonna get bad weeks for matt ryan but it feels like you know of course a lot of times logic doesn't play out this year but (laughs) feels like this is the right week to start him 
Um, let's talk about the Jets for a second. Their upset win. They are winning games with Zach Wilson. Unfortunately, they are not winning games for fantasy managers unless you got Brees Hall. Mm-hmm. So if you got Brees Hall, you're good to go. Uh, they have decided Brees Hall is the guy. He is a monster. He is exceeding expectations. I would, uh, I will admit I was too low on him coming into the season. But unfortunately, this is affecting the value of Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. And I hate it. Yeah, it's going to be tough, and I I think you know Brees Hall right now favorite to win the offensive rookie of the year, and I think he's going to have a fine rest of the season. I do, uh, you know, they just played the Packers, Giants ran all over the Packers, Jets ran all over the Packers. Packers not a great rush defense. Um, I think defenses will start to target. Uh, and load the box and stop Brees Hall, which will force Zach Wilson to throw the ball. And look, Zach Wilson has a great arm. He is capable of that. And I, I saw, you know, uh, I think Billy was like Fab, I think posted something too. Like he wants Joe Flacco back because of that. And like, I, I understand that because you have these great weapons. Um, the Jets have come pretty uh, one dimensional. And I, I think as the season goes for the Jets to be as good as everyone thinks they could be, you need to see Zach Wilson have a couple of big games and, and target more and target Garrett Wilson again. Um, I think it's a matter of time until we see uh, you know, the Jets kind of have to – they're going to be forced into letting Zach Wilson win some games with them because defenses will smarten up and, and do everything they can to stop Reese Hall. 0-0, zero, zero, middle of the first. Mm-hmm. Nesper Cortez, no strikeouts, but he did allow one hit to Yeah, Quan, I saw – yeah, it's on right now, so. All right, all right, all right. I'm calm, I'm calm. I'm calm. I'm focused on the Jets' offense right now. I look at the time and I'm like, wow, I can't believe we've already spent this much time. And then I'm sorry that we spent 10 minutes on MLB because we have so much football to talk about. Okay, I'm going to speed up here. Travis Etienne, James Robinson, very interesting development here. They're actually still splitting carries. In fact, James Robinson had two more Mm -hmm. than Travis Etienne. And then Etienne had one more target. But Etienne seems to be the one with more juice. And he was technically listed as the starter. I do think this remains a committee throughout the season. That ETN right now is the one more valuable for fantasy. This could change at any minute. Um, but right now, James Robinson is no more than a flex play. I was offered uh, a trade for James Robinson in the league, and I denied it because I, you know, I told my pal, I was like, listen, I know their carries are pretty equal, but ETN's doing more as of late with his carries. And I think, you know, this season James Robinson got out to the early lead. He looked like the better player. We, me and you were pretty low on Travis Etienne. He was going too high in drafts. And we thought the value of James Robinson was great. But now it seems like they're kind of uh, leveling out in this race. And I think when it's all said and done in a few weeks, we'll be like, oh, yeah, Travis Etienne was the guy all along. Um, it makes sense now. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence uh, pairing up with his buddy from Clemson. And um, I think, you know, it just it, it, it'll be less of an even committee and more of Travis Etienne's game and James Robinson spots him. Running back has been a pretty um, – awful position all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're looking for pickups on the waiver wire, probably my top pickup is actually Kenyon Drake. Yeah. And it's just because of the matchup this week and it's just for a short term. This is not a long-term solution, but JK Dobbins left early with knee problems. That's probably going to continue. It's not a good sign. Um, Justice Hill still has the hammy injury. So if one or both of them are out again on Sunday, I like Drake 119 yards, two catches and a score this week. And he's facing a defense that has allowed the fourth most points and the most rushing touchdowns to running back. So the matchup with Cleveland is great. You know, looking ahead, I think it might be time to go ahead and put in some bids on Gus the bus. He will be coming back. So if you want to get sneaky, if you have the room, you can go ahead and put, like we suggested, some bids in on Deion Jackson if he's available. Latavius Murray, if you have the room, don't drop Melvin Gordon for him yet. Uh, Brian Robinson still available in 50% of leagues. Daryl Henderson, again, I'm, most of these guys are probably not available. Um, but if they are, you do want to go ahead and grab them. Yep. Um, I love the Drake this uh, this week to quote Seinfeld. He was the reason why the Giants, if they were going to lose that game, it was going to be because of Kenyon Drake, uh, not Lamar Jackson. He ran all over them, so I, I like him there too. And uh, I am also, to tie it into the Ravens, I am a little – a little weary about the Ravens offense the last few weeks. They had a squeak by, you know, the uh, you know, the field goal game versus uh, the Bengals, and then you you know they lose to the Giants and Lamar's not looking great. Lamar's almost looking kind of like what the Justin Fields Bears offense is, where it's like he looks for the one, the first read with the Ravens, it's usually Mark Andrews, and if he's not open, he's gonna take off and run. Um, but defense is kind of smarting up to that, and uh, I think you know that's why Kenyon Drake was so effective. So I, I, I like him, but the Ravens are scaring me a tiny bit midseason. 
I feel like they need Rashad Bateman back they do, too. Badly. I think that downfield threat was important, whether he was actually using him or not. Yeah. You know, uh, I think they need Rashad Bateman back. It looks like he is on track to come back this week. I hope he does. I hope he has a good week because I need him. Because this is the most brutal week for wide receivers to be on by. There's no Cooper Cup. There's no Justin Jefferson. There's no Stephon Diggs. There's no Gabe Davis. This is brutal. There's no AJ Brown. There's no Devonta Smith. Guys, you are probably scraping on the waiver wires. So let me just go down a list of people I really like that you should be able to get. We'll get some, you know, we talked about Rondell Moore. He's a priority. Wandale Robinson, your guy, mm-hmm. your giant. I'll let you talk about him, but you know, he, th- first of all, I have to admit the giants look good, right? They're a winning team. They have a better record than the Cowboys. They look good. Daniel Jones is looking good. He's looking smart. He's looking like a smart quarterback in his first game back since his week one injury. And he was only playing limited snaps, right? Because he was injured. Robinson caught three of his four targets for 37 yards and a touchdown. It's so much injury in New York. It just makes sense. I don't know how many times there's an opportunity to grab a potential wide receiver one off the waiver wire. Cause it's easy to grab that wide receiver too, right? Go get your Zay Jones, go get your Rondale Moores, et cetera. But I think Wendell Robinson has a legit chance to be a stud wide receiver one. And he's someone I would prioritize in waiver pickups this week. I do. I like him a lot. Um, you know, obviously him and Daniel Jones haven't had the most, uh, you know, chemistry yet because of just the lack of having uh, Wendell Robinson on the field. And, you know, obviously he's a rookie, but I think having a guy who it was a, you know, a gadget player in college coming in as like this more of this slot receiver. Um, and I mentioned in a pod, I don't know when it was a week or two ago, but I said like Daniel Jones just more comfortable as a quarterback with Darius Slate in the lineup. And I think having Wandale now with, you know, two receivers who should be able to put up uh, a lot better numbers than, you know, David Sills and Richie James together and Marcus Johnson, whoever else is trying to bring in there. So I think until, you know, Kadarius Tony comes back, Wandale Robinson should be a huge player for them. And, the, you know, the Giants schedule upcoming is very, very easy. A lot, I mean, they have the Texans, the Jags, the Lions. I know they have the Seahawks. I'm going to actually go into that game up in Seattle. So there's some winnable games there where the Giants should score some points. And you got to like what you saw, you know, from Wandale Robinson. Not a huge game, um, but he did, you know, he, he scored and he had – and he had the the, the cat, a couple catches in traffic, which you like. Um, I know he's a small body, but I, I think he will be. He's necessary for the Giants. They just they need a, a talented receiver, and they finally have that. Yeah. So uh, put your bids in. Um, a few more guys that you might want to consider for this week: Donovan Peoples Jones has had an eighty four point three percent snap share this year, which is actually more than Amari Cooper. He leads all Browns wide receivers. And in the past three games, he's had four more catches for 50 or more yards. And this week, they get the Baltimore Ravens, right? We know that that secondary has been very generous. They've surrendered an average of 198.2 receiving yards per game to opposing wideouts while also allowing a league-leading 23.8 targets per game. So there's just opportunity. There could be opportunity for Cooper, Njoku, and Peoples-Jones this week. We shall see. Obviously, we still got Jacoby Brissett issues. But again, as I said, a wide receiver, really tough this week. So you you want to get what you can. I want you to think about also Corey Davis, Traylon Burks, Alec Pierce, uh, Devontae Parker, and Josh Reynolds. If they're available, they're people that you could stream this week. And consider Van Jefferson, who is quickly coming off the IR. Now, you can't use him for this week, but the Rams need him, Right. I mean, we finally had an Allen Robinson signing this week, but I can easily see him surpassing Allen Robinson on the depth chart. He was the wide receiver 36 last season, operating as wide receiver three for the Rams. I could see him bumping up to wide receiver two. And believe it or not, Stafford still has a 71.1% completion rate, which is only behind Geno Smith as far as quarterbacks that have started four or more games. So there's a lot of potential there if these Rams can get back on track for Van Jefferson to be someone that you want to have. And he's available everywhere. They they desperately need him. And yeah, he should be available. My only pushback is because if we've seen one team be super aggressive, um, it is the Rams. The Rams, the, they know how to circumvent the cap. They know how to trade draft picks and get players that will give them an impact in the here and now. And if there was a team that makes a move and goes after maybe a DJ Moore or someone like that, then that's the one reason why I'd be afraid of maybe the A-Rob or the or the Van Jefferson returning. But if they don't, which would be, I guess, un-Rams-like, then I think that, that he's a guy they, des- they desperately need to uh, involve in the offense. 
Well, I think that right now, because Van Jefferson is available in 95% of leagues and he's under the radar, if you have the room, he's a great stash. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No reason not to stash him and get ahead of your competition. And it may pay off. You know, like we're, we're going to burn and churn these benches, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to pick up guys. We're going to drop them off. We, we got to do what we got to do to win. But right now, he's somebody that you can be thinking ahead and stash him. It may not, it absolutely may not pan out. But if you can get him, uh, he's someone to think about. Let's just. Wrap it up with the tight end position. Uh, Hunter Henry has been playing 98% of the snaps the last two weeks. As long as Jonu Smith is dealing with an ankle injury, I think Hunter Henry is a very startable asset. He found the end zone this week, 61 yards and a score, uh, four catches. He had eight targets. Uh, He's had the same amount of targets as Jacoby Myers across the past two contests. So Hunter Henry is a good guy, available in 62% of leagues. Robert Tunyon. Mm -hmm. Robert Tanyan, best outing of the year on Sunday, caught 10 of 12 targets for 90 yards. Uh, look, Green Bay's receivers can't get open. Randall Cobb is now out for a while. Um, Tanya may not pop every week, but he's got to go somewhere. This is what Aaron Rodgers has to do, and Tanya is someone with a lot of upside. He's available in about 60% of leagues. Uh, I, I'll pat myself on the back. Um, I did draft Dalton Schultz in a few leagues. So what that meant was in a few leagues, I need to find, do I go either Ferguson or do I go Hendershot? I went with Ferguson, got the touchdown. I know they're playing the Lions this week. I believe they give seventh or eighth most points to tight end. Um, and you know, with that coming back to, I am excited to see that another guy, we talked about the giants a lot, but Daniel Bellinger, I mean, who knew that Bellinger playing meaningful football in October would be Daniel, not Cody, um, which is interesting, but Daniel Jones seems to like him. Uh, the rookie making an impact, which they need. Um, he's, he may give you a touchdown. He does look for them in the red zone, but he'll at least give you somewhere in the three to five catch range. Uh, you'll get some yards cause they are designing plays to him. So he's another guy. If you could pick him up, uh, I do like him in the next few weeks. Bellinger's available in 98% of leagues. Uh, He caught five of his targets. He was five for five for 38 and a touchdown Sunday. But here's what's really interesting that people may not realize. His 88.2% catch rate Mm -hmm. is the best of all Giants receivers. And he's averaging 8.18 yards per target. So I do like Daniel Bellinger as a streamable asset. And then, of of course, Greg Dulcich, who we saw. Dulcich, who we saw last night. And who took Albert O's job, apparently. I don't know. Also, quick uh, Broncos Um, update. uh, Just came out on Twitter. Uh, Russell Wilson just dated to day with the hamstring so uh right, that so whole serious day. injury thing that we thought may have happened that he continued in the game like a warrior uh Still that's start th- Ryan that Anderson. is not what happened yeah <laughs> i don't know guys i mean these old quarterbacks i love them but poor aaron Rodgers, tom brady's chewing out his o-line on the sideline uh apparently he's saying that going into football season is like going into the middle what happened did aaron savale do aaron savale things he got two guys on and uh, John Carl Stan three run home run. <laughs> we need to get over seven and a half and we need a Yankees win because let's be real. We need the Yankees versus Astros in prime time. We need that tomorrow night. Um, obviously I'm rooting for the Astros. You're rooting for the Yankees. We will discuss this. I'm sorry if the Yankees move on, there will be more baseball talk on this pod. I won't be able to avoid it. Um, and probably some trash talk too. Stanton homered on a live drive to right center field. And it was because uh, Aaron Savale walked uh, the leadoff runner. And then he also hit Rizzo. Yeah. He hit Rizzo on the Rizzo leg. Pitch. Yeah. And judge did so, strike uh, out. Aaron Savale is the gift that keeps on giving. We targeted him all year in DFS. Um, if you followed any of my DFS MLB players and he continues to give, and this time he gives to the Yankees. That being said, this game is not over because the Yankees bullpen is a bit of a mess, and there's a lot more baseball to have. It's only bottom of the first, but the overbet is looking good. All right, I'm going to stop talking about baseball. Okay, everybody, we'll be right back after this quick break. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. But before you wrap up, I want to talk about Thursday night football mm-hmm. um, and see if you have any bets you like and just talk about the landscape. So we talked a little bit about Arizona earlier. Uh, they'll be on a short week this week. So we may see a four day old Robbie Anderson. Uh, we will see DeAndre Hopkins. Someone wrote into us and we'll grab those questions too before we leave. Should I start DeAndre Hopkins this week? My answer is yes. The wide receiver situation is terrible. Uh, Hollywood Brown is gone. Kyler Murray and Hopkins have played together before. I would start DeAndre Hopkins this week. Absolutely. You've held him this long. This is what you're holding him for. New Orleans is all beat up in the secondary, allowing all kinds of points to opposing quarterbacks. Seven touchdowns over the past uh, three games to quarterbacks. And that means Kyler Murray could be in for a good day. And there's no Marshawn Lattimore either, probably. Right. <clears throat> Look, uh, you, you, all of our listeners and, and people who follow us, they can call me an idiot. And if there ever was a, a year to buy into a team that is not one of the usual suspects, like why I picked the Cardinals, um, this is the year because of the strange uh, parody, whatever's going on in, in, in the NFL. I'm not going to shy away or back off my pick. I'm still going to ride with the Cardinals. And I said all along, the Cardinals take off. When New Hopkins returns, New Hopkins is returning. They do get Robbie Anderson, who can stretch the field, which we talked about. Uh, Kyler Murray is playing well, like you cited. I know there's a lot of other issues, but I'm not backing away from this team. I can't trust the Saints. I know they have their own quarterback issues. Uh, I They have a ton of injury issues across the board. I mean, all their receivers are always constantly banged up. The Cardinals desperately need this game, and what we also desperately need is a actual watchable Thursday night football game just for Al Michaels and Herbie's sake. Um, but I, I, the Cardinals, they're at prime time. Everyone's going to be viewing them. They need to have a – please, just give me 35-plus points. Like, show me that you're a legitimately good team. And, and I think in terms of starting Nuke Hopkins, uh, absolutely, he's going to be – he's going to – I think – Massive game right off the bat. Like they just need to feed him the ball, let him do the work. He's one of the best receivers of football. Uh, I do like the the Cardinals in this game. There aren't a lot of player props up, but the one that I like that's posted so far is Alvin Kamara over 33 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. And it's basically because the Saints are going to be yet again, most likely without Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris Olave, hopefully back, sure. but even still, there's plenty of opportunity for Kamara. Uh, he's actually only exceeded this prop once this season, but he hasn't really been healthy until the past two weeks. And he's seen 15 targets across the past two weeks. Mm-hmm. And for their part, the Arizona Cardinals have allowed 7.76 yards per target. That's the most in the NFL and an 84% catch rate to opposing running backs. So this should be a good week for Alvin Kamara to go over his receiving yard park. I know Ben is going to like that. Um, do you want to grab a couple questions? I know we have one or two that we can grab on for the last minute of the pod. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, we got a trade uh, question coming in from uh, at CFC Romo. It's Mahomes and Travis Etienne for Mike Evans and Jared Goff. Um, it, it would mean he would get Goff and Evans in return for trading away Mahomes and Etienne. Would you do that? No way. Yeah, I, I, um, I could answer Mahomes that. is a solid quarterback, and right now it's so sketchy. Jared Goff has been good and playing from behind, but you can't take that downgrade. You need someone solid. And Mike Evans, I love him, but all of a sudden Chris Godwin is back, and Chris Godwin has been playing more snaps and running more routes. Yeah. Also, like I mean, Mike Evans has been one of the most consistent receivers in football for the last number of years. But my, I mean, like we talked about a lot of the theme of today's episode. It was like these veteran quarterbacks yeah. kind of struggling. It's like, do you really trust Tom Brady, who looks like he is the most miserable man on the face mm-hmm. of the earth? Um, and ETN's getting better on and better. The, on the incline. Exactly. Uh, we got another question coming in here from uh, Victory09. Do I sell high on Juju and Michael Pittman Jr., or is this the beginning of something good for them this year? 
I would not sell high on Michael Pittman Jr. I think he's the clear wide receiver one there. He's a target hog. Uh, I would keep him. Juju, on the other hand, maybe, because I think Juju's going to have huge weeks where he pops off, but he's not like the guy. He's not Tyreek Hill. So if somebody really, really wants Juju and you can get something uh, appropriate for him, yeah, I would sell Juju. And uh, I know we answered uh, the questions from our pal Ben Kelly. I think I'm scrolling through everything. I think that's almost everything we got. All the Twitter questions. Yeah, because I inserted some of them. Yeah, you got. So I think we. I think we got to all of them there. So yeah, thanks again. Keep uh, at, at Extra Points Pod at Jen Pichinji at that Eddie Murphy uh, or you have to write in on Facebook, YouTube, uh, Instagram, any of that jazz. Uh, we'll find your question and answer on the uh, on the pod. Everybody, I promise that we're only going to be talking MLB for just a couple more weeks. But uh, we have two uh, dogs in the race here. Long, so. hey, hey, knock on wood, long game. It's only yeah. the only the first inning. Three, you know, three nothing. A lot of a lot of baseball. Yeah. Left. And, and yeah, so we've got we've got some baseball that will will pop in here and there. If you're a Yankees fan, good luck. If you're a Guardians fan, good luck. They have been a fantastic team all year, really fun and, and a really great organization to be respected with the way they assembled their team and sure. interesting rookie and young talent. Very cool. Uh, so we will see what happens. I'm sure we'll talk about that next week. It has been phenomenal episode with you again, Eddie. Always so much fun. Everybody, if you have a question, you can be sure to tweet us at Extra Points Pod, at Jen Piacente, at that Eddie Murphy. We do want this podcast to answer your questions, your concerns. We are always open to your questions, suggestions, and ideas. This is a podcast for the people, by the people. You've been listening to Waiver Wired on Extra Points Podcast Network and Omaha Productions. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.